0: It's time for another episode of Sink or Swim, the podcast that helps you keep afloat in the sea of business marketing options. Learn what other business owners are doing to keep their businesses thriving and growing. And what almost sunk their ship. Join the voyage as Red Canoe Media owner Will Hankey and his daughter Amber wade through the waters to get you the booty you deserve. Wow, that was a lot of nautical references in three sentences.
1: Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 23 of Sink or Swim. My name is Will Hankey. My company is called Red Canoe Media. And with me, as always, is the beautiful and talented Amber. How are you today?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I'm doing fantastic. I like how you (laughs) bounce it back to me. That's good. (laughs) So uh, I have a question for you. You are going to uh to do some you're doing some coaching with somebody like a personal coach what's going on there
2: yep um so we meet monthly and then we just talk about things we got done things i got done throughout the month and what my next goals are and how i'm doing and if i like the thing that i did or do i not like it and kind of go over that kind of stuff to figure out what i am like what my strengths are and what my weaknesses are so think it's helping a lot
1: good and you did the disc assessment a while back as well right so you so you have that in mind as well
2: yep okay
1: very good and uh do you consider it a to be a personal coach a business coach a mix of
2: both um, I would consider it to be a mix of both. We normally just keep it to business, but if something's going on in my personal life, then I feel like I can talk to my coach about it and stuff, and we go back and forth. So that's a good thing to have in a business coach or a life coach where you can switch back and forth, and they help you out with both parts.
1: Yeah. That's nice. So you can you can tell your coach my my dad's being a real jerk.
2: <laughs> sure, but I don't do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that's good since I pay for it. Uh I guess that's probably a good thing to do, right?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, I'm glad that's going well. Anything else going on in your world?
2: Um, nothing new. Same old, nothing same
1: new old. All right. Well, good. Well, I'm excited for today's guest for a couple reasons. reasons. Uh, he is a uh, former Air Force guy, uh, which I am also. So we have that in common right off the start. So uh, Rob Teschner is a combat veteran, former F-15 Eagle instructor at the prestigious Air Force Weapons School and a former F-22 Raptor Fighter Squadron commander. A 1995 distinguished military graduate of the Air Force Academy, and 2013 Distinguished Graduate of the National War College. Mr. Teschner retired from the Air Force in December of 2015, having achieved the rank of full colonel or full bird. Uh, He is now founder and CEO of VMAX Group, a St. Louis-based national leadership training company. Rob, thanks for being on today.
3: Well, thank you very much for having me on here. And it's, uh, it's it's a joy, as always, to be connected with you.
1: You know, the the funny thing is, and this will only go for the military people, but it's not – I think this might be the first time I've ever been able to call a colonel by his first name.
3: (laughs) I love it, Will. I think it's
1: (laughs) – Well, thank you for being on today. Why don't you go ahead and give us the the two-minute elevator pitch about the uh, VMAX group?
3: Yep. Okay. So what we do is we train organizations in teamwork and accountable leadership. Focusing on the parts that most organizations miss um, in a way that allows organizations to rapidly, rapidly hit higher marks than they have in the past. You know, once they learn how to do accountability the right way, it's a game changing moment. And once they understand the difference between task work and teamwork, it's another game changing moment. And we're basically teaching what high performing military teams do to be successful the world over, wherever it's needed.
2: And how many employees do you have right now?
3: So it's me, myself and I, as our primary guy. And then we've got a bullpen, a stable of uh, other people that are very similar to me in background and construct uh, that fill in as necessary. Uh, So it's kind of a, um, we're at the point now we're scaling up is the next phase. But uh, on a practical basis and for tax purposes, it's me.
1: Are those so? Are those ten ninety nine people then? I guess that's
3: right. Yep. And
2: okay. how long have you been in this business?
3: You know, the company was formed in two thousand and sixteen, but practically speaking, um, just over a year. You know, of, of really being de- devoted to Vmax Group. I've had a number of other efforts that I've been working on, but this is this has been the primary uh, for coming up on, I guess it'll be a year and a half this summer.
2: Okay. So are you doing this full time then?
3: Yes, absolutely.
1: Very good. Uh, Rob, let's back up a little bit and talk about uh, uh, what got you into this current profession and why you are in this current line of work.
3: Great question. So there's a couple of different, uh, different parts of the answer. We'll start with Back when I was teaching at our fighter weapons school at the Air Force version of Top Gun, um, my wife was uh, was in industry at the time and she was at times frustrated with the way that she saw um, accountability not being practiced in the organizations that she worked in. And at the time that she was sharing her frustrations with me, I was being tasked with developing a new version of the Air Force's approach to debriefing, one that, that got rid of the boundaries that existed between tribes and allowed us to be one big team of teams and to debrief that way, to hold ourselves accountable as, as one big team of teams. And so I said, look, someday, what it is that I'm developing now is gonna be the basis for a company and it's gonna be so much fun to, to work on that. Um, and so I, I had that kind of epiphany back in 2004 Fast forward to two thousand and fourteen, and I was I was doing well in my career, as you mentioned from the biography. There, um, you know, I was I was making the I was I was making the forward progress. Um, I had been invited back uh, into a leadership role uh, in the F twenty two, and life was good right up until I got rectal cancer. Oh wow! And yeah, and so uh, the net effect of the rectal cancer was a massive surgery that forever changed how it is that I'm built with another surgery to correct some of the problems from the first surgery, and all of that led to about three years where I was largely non-functional. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't confidently leave the house, um, and I was sort of trapped in my basement for all intents and purposes, couldn't take care of our kids. We've got, we've got five kids, mm. by <laughs> the way. All of them are young. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and and so even though I was physically here, my wife was in large part a single parent because I couldn't take them anywhere. I couldn't do things with them. I couldn't be trusted to be with them at the zoo or at Six Flags or things like that, because my body was was very non-cooperative. And so that that kind of got me to think, all right, I, I must do something. And. I know that I've got this cool thing in in the back of my head that I've always wanted to do since I started working on it back in 2004, so I guess guess the timing's about right. And uh, we formed the LLC in 2016, uh, right after my retirement from the Air Force, and then slowly started marching our way forward with this, learning on the fly how to build a company from zero.
2: So Rob, if you could have done one thing differently in your previous career, what would it have been?
3: You know, I think um, I would have probably stayed in my previous career a little bit longer, and um, and taken advantage of some of the great things that the Air Force offered me—the um, opportunity to maybe go back and teach, as opposed to uh, you know doing high-powered um, senior leader kind of stuff, so that I could both heal while in the relative safety of government service, and then also simultaneously start building. The backbone of what would become my company, Vmax Group, uh, in a less risky environment. So I gave up. (laughs) I gave up that opportunity when I retired early, when I took a reduction in in rank and pay to do so, and then eventually started this whole thing uh, from scratch without some of those benefits. It was it was a little bit too abrupt of a process to go from zero to one hundred, given what little I knew at the time.
1: Yeah, you were kind of thrown into it, I guess.
3: <laughs> I threw myself into it. Will I, I really I still have to be so thankful to Big Blue. The United States Air Force did everything that it could to help me to, to transition, um, you know, to set me up for success to offer me opportunities. Um, so that part was great. Uh, I just saw I just saw me as non functional and not able to contribute. And I wanted from a contingency standpoint, to get the family established someplace in the event that, uh, that the cancer came back and I wasn't gonna be here any longer. That was my primary concern in those days. And, um, and so that, while it solved potentially some problems, uh, it created some other ones. So, you know, it's one of those, what's the potential lesson here? Uh, take the time to really think through all the implications and, uh, and weigh, weigh the outcomes so that you make the best possible decision I didn't evaluate enough, didn't do enough research uh, when we were in that decision-making process, and, and there you have it.
1: Sure. So let's switch gears to your, your new career. What is the most satisfying part of that?
3: So what I absolutely love is, organizationally speaking, deploying some tools that organizations don't typically have that helps them to immediately uh, start hitting higher marks than they have in the past. But on an individual level, talking about how appropriate and how important it is for us to hold ourselves individually accountable as family members, as husband and wife, as parents, as children, whatever the case may be, uh, working towards being our best there first and then transitioning those things over into the organizations with which we work. And what I found is, Will, is um, is that the platform of personal loss, uh, being broken, if you will, has opened some doors for me that previously would never have been available to me. I was always in great shape. I was flying high-performance fighters. I was kind of in this in this special category. And now, because of what it is that I've experienced, um, in some ways, I'm more in the real world than I ever have been before, and, and I feel like making a really big impact along the way, and I love it. I awesome. get really jazzed about doing this kind of work.
1: That's awesome.
2: So, Rob, as you know, this is a marketing podcast. So, let's talk about marketing. When
3: wait a second, nobody said this was going to be. I'm, I'm just
2: <laughs> when you <laughs> when you started your business, did you have a marketing plan?
3: Uh, I could lie and say yes, and it was very well defined. But uh, <laughs> you know, integrity first the, uh, is the first core value for the Air Force, and so the answer to that is a resounding no. I didn't, Amber, as shocking as they may sound.
1: (laughs) Amber, would you say that that is the majority of people on our show? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would say so. Uh, Let's do a business and we'll kind of figure it out along the way. I I think that's pretty normal. Uh, So so you're not alone there. Yes. (laughs) So let's talk about uh, your first marketing win. Uh, What what happened? Did it happen on purpose? Did you stumble upon it? How did that take place?
3: Yeah. So, you know, I've been blessed. One of the nice things about St. Louis, in fact, one of the fantastically wonderful things about St. Louis is that it's a really big, small town and people here tend to look out for one another. And the values that are evidenced, I'd say, throughout the Midwest, but specifically here in town are such that, you know, people really work to help you, uh, especially when they see that you're struggling. And so I've had people come alongside and say, hey, why don't, why don't we think about doing this? And how about you stop making these mistakes and, you know, <laughs> and start working along these lines? You, you guys have been part of that evolution, by the way. Oh, um, and so, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, meeting, meeting with you, Will, originally there and, 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 you know, sharing our backgrounds and then talking about things. be done. I pay attention to all of this and, and I try to incorporate what it is that I'm learning into what I'm doing. I'd say the biggest win has been the most recent one. And it was a gut instinct to write a book, um, you know, at the very beginning of this process, but I was talked out of it. Eventually I wrote it. I gave it to my mentor. He said, you wrote the wrong one. So that set me back again. And <laughs> finally, finally I got, yeah. When Michael Gerber tells you that you wrote the wrong book, you probably <laughs> ought to, learn, you know, so, so anyway, I, I eventually wrote what we'll call a more correct one. And, um, and in the process, um, We were able to launch it effectively, get the Amazon number one bestseller status in a couple of categories. Wow, nice specifically office management. Yep. It was great office management and business development. And then what was super cool was the network of friends, family, acquaintances, business partners, whatever else, using social media to get the word out and to provide some social proof that hey, this book actually does have goodness to it and it can make, you know, true changes for you. And um, and all of a sudden now I've got some brand awareness, which you know previously didn't exist, some authority that um, may also not have existed, even though this is the same stuff that I teach. But because it's in book form, well, now people are you know paying a little bit more attention, which was kind of the whole point of it to some degree. So anyway, yeah. that, that's a long answer to your question. And that's been a huge help.
1: So that's that uh, leads me to this question. You know, the point of it. What was the point of writing the book? Was it to sell books? Uh, was it exposure? How, how did that kind of play out in your mind?
3: Yeah. And, you know, at its core, it's part of my legacy. It's something that I can leave behind for the kids and go, this is, this is what truly matters. And it's always there. And it's got, you know, a number in the Library of Congress, and that's all good. But practically speaking, on a day-to-day basis, it is the thing that I can hand to somebody when they say, well, wait a second, I don't understand what you're talking about. Or you know, I need to learn more or, you know, any number of objections that they might, that they might levy. I can go, well, you know, I wrote about it right here. Take a gander. And it's, it's a very easy read. So a couple of days later, somebody can come back and go, I got it. And this makes abundant sense. And how do we move out with this? So it's, you know, it's part of the, this establishing oneself as an authority. It's part of the validation process that people need. You know, if somebody, if somebody hands you a business card, the likelihood of that business card ever doing very much is going down with every passing year. If somebody hands you a book, most likely you're going to put it somewhere. You're not gonna get rid of it, you know? Yeah. You might even read it crying out loud. So it definitely helps in that in that regard.
1: I think it's a fantastic idea. It's probably one of the best things that any business owner could do. Uh, I just wrote one for a very specific niche industry. Uh, but everybody that I talked to in that industry, I drop one of these books in the mail to them. And, it, you know, like you said, I mean, this guy's the authority on it because he wrote the book on it. You know, even though yes. there could be a 100 people in, in your city doing the same thing, uh, it definitely makes you stand out.
3: Absolutely, and congratulations! Well, I didn't realize that I will have to get a copy of your book.
1: Oh yeah, well it's it's for a specific industry, but you could still apply it to yours, I suppose.
3: Awesome, <laughs> awesome. that's fantastic.
2: So, Rob, what marketing efforts are working for you right now?
3: You know, um, it's a combination of um, of the blog, and I've I've been late to the game in that regard, but once I started making my way into it, it has been Hugely useful I get people constantly telling me that they're looking forward to the next week's blog I get people telling me that um, They want to add people to my distro list because they find it so useful I've had people say this is the kind of stuff we want to learn more of you know Understand that that's what your business is based off of etc And so that's been good the next phase of this is sort of the video blogging uh, Which again has been in my it's been in my brain for a while. I just haven't taken the time to put it together And now the pieces are coming together Um, my wife is very good at using social media to send messages out uh, primarily through facebook but sometimes also through linkedin Um, i've been less good at doing those things until recently and uh, and now i'm learning from her how to how to improve there and she's been really helping me in that regard and um, as we slowly build a following in a couple of different avenues um, those relationships that we're building online are paying dividends as well so it's a um it's more of a holistic approach multifaceted, but kind of going to core of utilizing the tools that are available to us to advise people of what it is we do how we do it how effective it can be etc
1: rob what is your blog url
3: uh so it's right now hosted at at vmaxgroupllc.com and so it's through our primary website it's not okay. a standalone um, but if one goes to dot com, you'll see that we're transitioning uh, the weekly message into the blog that's on the website, and we're probably about a week or two out from uh, capturing the back episodes, and then it'll go there first, and then the weekly send that we do through our email distro list uh, will be sort of the secondary piece.
1: Okay, but you're still going to blog under the VMAX group?
3: That's right. for the For the near term, yes.
1: Okay, okay. And uh, are you doing any paid ads, uh, Facebook ads, Google AdWords, anything like that?
3: I mean, I've, we've dabbled in that in the past, uh, not right now. And um, I don't see us doing that here in the next quarter or two. Um, we've got a lot of things that uh, are taken up all of the time. Uh, but, you know, th- those are also tools that we hold in reserve for when they're necessary.
1: Yeah. Do you think, uh, since it sounds like you're mostly B2B? Uh, Is is that true? First of all?
3: Uh, Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay. So uh, how are you? Or are you doing anything related to LinkedIn?
3: Yeah, LinkedIn was, in fact, uh, was one of the strongest areas to develop uh, relationships. um, I'd say the second and third quarters of last year so much so that it became, it became too much to handle.
2: Uh, It was
3: it was fantastic. So that's one where as the timing gets right, and as we grow the organization to manage that, um, then that's that's probably where our company does its best work in terms of getting the message out.
2: What marketing trends or tactics do you see other businesses doing that USU you you could take advantage of?
3: Um, I think the use of video and um, and really saturating with video is uh, is powerful. I also love what you're doing right now with the podcast. I understand we're episode number 23. That's huge. Um, the world is is definitely trending towards audio content. You know, So if you've got a book, that's cool. If you've got the audible version of your book, that's probably even more cool. If you've got content, that's cool. If you've got the audio version of your content, i.e. a podcast, that's even more cool. Why? Because as busy as we are, everybody is racing to things. And while they race, they try to fill their brain with good stuff and they do it, you know, via audio. So you know, we, we know we need to have that, um, and that's part of our cross check. And we're 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 kind of getting there. Um, but, but if I could if I could redo the past, we would have already been there.
1: Yeah, I think one of the big things that we're doing for Red Canoe right now is repurposing stuff. So I know that you spoke last week. Uh, was it last week at a at a local event? Uh, So something like that where I'm speaking at an event, uh, I will take that. I will cut up that audio and and put it out as a podcast episode uh, and maybe even share it on my on my different channels, obviously, if it has a video uh, element to it as well. But I think repurposing some stuff that you already have is a fantastic way to reach people, not only on different platforms, but in a way that they are happy with consuming that stuff.
3: Yes. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I think, you know, taking content and reusing it in a variety of ways so that it's out there, it builds brand awareness. It shows that you're actively doing things. Um, it can be consumed as the consumer wants to consume it. And so that's the smart play and, you know, the, the tools and systems are out there to make this very user friendly. And so, you know, why would one not be taking full advantage of that would be the question.
1: Yep agreed uh let's talk about your competition uh what marketing do you think they're doing that's cool or uncool
3: you know here's the here's kind of the unique place where i find myself will and that is that there's not much competition you know go look up a book on debriefing and you're, you're going to find like two um you know go go figure out where it is that people teach how to how to practice uh kind of accountable leadership the right way and if you're gonna you're not gonna find very many options so this is one of the one of the things that I consider myself blessed with is that my background is very unique and I'm in a space where there aren't too many others such that there's plenty of room and you know I mean there's there's not much in the way of direct competition um, especially with where it is that I'm focused right now uh, so not exactly the answer maybe that you were you were forecasting but it's it's the fact no that's okay i
1: I mean even in something like digital marketing where there's there's you know 50 agencies within a 50 mile radius of me uh there's plenty of work out there and there's plenty of there's plenty of fish to catch so uh yes and and with you being a little bit more of a, a specific industry you know that just makes that net even wider for you which is really nice
3: it is and you know i mean it always comes down to resource constraints. I don't care what you're doing. You know, it's time, it's it's financial resources, it's personal bandwidth, the size of the team, the sophistication, the capability, whatever. All of those things come into play. You always want more. You never have mm-hmm. enough. It's the constant struggle. Um, and so with a larger staff and with with more revenues and with more time, we could do all kinds of things, but we almost don't have to for this stage of the game, which is okay, we can scale up very easily. And when we do, we'll do something that's more sophisticated to match where we are at that point. But for where we are right now, you know, satisfied generally, with, um, with our approach and with our strategic plan.
2: Rob, what has been your biggest challenge landing sales?
3: Uh, I think, especially early on was understanding what that timeline is, you know, because I'm introducing something that that many people don't realize that they need, or if they did, it was sort of not so evident, but maybe it was like a nagging concern in the background. They couldn't quite put their thumb on it. Um, But then having to go through the process of, you know, explaining, hey, not only am I identifying something that could be tremendously valuable to you and is, um, but I also know what I'm talking about and going through the vetting process and recognizing that, you know, from day one, there was zero social proof of anything that I could do. I mean, that, that was, that was tough. But like anything else, once you start winning, it's so much easier to continue to do so. And so once we, you know, got a win under our belt, once we got a couple of wins under our belt, okay, then mine those for, uh, hey, can you give us some validation? Can you give us some testimonials? Can you do these kinds of things? Then suddenly uh, people were, people were much more interested. And, and I think right now, the challenge is, is balancing service with business development, which I think will always be a struggle for, for a smaller company, uh, as well as finding enough stages to get on in order to you know show the world that we're out there. And so we're, we're always looking for more, more places um, to get up and to give a talk, a keynote, a workshop or whatever, uh, so that people understand what it is that they don't exactly know.
1: Yeah, I think especially as a solopreneur or a very small company, uh, balancing that, you know, service versus business development, it, that's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and, and you have to do both, you know, if, if you want to eat. <laughs>
3: yes. Yes. Amen. And I mean, it, it's, it's very, um, you know, that, that oscillation can uh, can crush a company. If you don't manage it right, if you're not always looking to the future. Um, and you just get caught up in the tactical now. Well, then you find out that there is no future, and that's that's really disappointing. Yeah. And uh, it's one of the many things that that entrepreneurs have to figure out quickly, in order to to, to burst through that through that success barrier uh, to entry, which you know it hijacks a lot of folks.
1: Yeah, and if the business development side of that works well, then you, I mean you got to be prepared to whatever take that next step because you're that's going to give you less time. To do the service exactly rob what was the worst idea you had the one that almost sunk your ship
3: um well i'll talk in in generalities on that uh, so as to not um not uh i've <laughs> anybody but i think i think growing too quickly um and going off of emotion as opposed to uh need was was very much the wrong the wrong answer. And, um, you know, and it comes down to <clears throat> it takes a little while to, uh, to build out something to the point where you can then bring other people into it, I think, unless you unless you've got, you know, a good, a good program for, for however big your initial cadre is going to be. Um, but in my case, it was just a little bit too much too fast. And it became really, really frustrating. You know, we got past everything. Worked out great in the end, but it was you know that was that was part of the challenge. Uh, tied to that was not following my gut instinct, and you know we call this thing the gut instinct. There's actually some sophisticated brain processes that are going on in what we consider to be our gut instinct that we ought to listen to. And I wanted to write the book right away, and I was talked out of it. I wish that I had done that. That would have accelerated things so much. For us, and it would have solved a lot of problems early on, Um, but I didn't do it, and here we are. So it took it took far too long to get debrief to win uh, out, Um, and I wish that I wish that I had gone with instinct.
1: I think growing too fast is uh, that's another one that we hear a lot, Uh, and everybody thinks they go into business to grow and be a millionaire in you know a year or two, Uh, but that's typically not the case, and and if that does happen most people are are caught with their pants down you know they're just not ready for it mm-hmm. yes
2: now time for a fun question if money were no object what is the craziest marketing stunt you'd like to launch
3: okay uh, amber all of these questions have been fun actually, <laughs> I, just, I, I like your one two punch i think it's a cool way that you do this uh so but uh but but to your question. If money were no object, um, it's really not that crazy, and it's not a stunt. I would build out what it is that I teach online, and I'd make it accessible at a price point to where the solopreneur could have access to it, as could the you know the person that's thinking about what do I do, as could be the person who has no interest in business whatsoever, because what I teach relates to every domain of life. And if I could build this out in a sophisticated way where it was fun and engaging such that people enjoyed doing the you know the, the lessons and, and, and the associated work because they they could see the benefit from it then that would be leaving an even greater legacy than just the book um, you know costs a lot of money to do this the right way and we're not quite there yet but that's that's one of the near-term ambitions that we've got so and you know is it a marketing thing yeah absolutely because now you've got an online university that you can refer people to um, that further validates, you know, the the work that you can do in person, just like the book does. And it's, it just builds on itself. So so if you'd like to donate money to VMAX group to help us do that, then uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you know, we have a a membership area behind red canoe. We call it red canoe elite Mm -hmm. and there's a hundred, 120 videos now uh, on how to's and all kinds of stuff back there. Uh, But yeah, that, that has been, uh, oh, gosh, Amber, eight years, seven, eight years now in the yeah. making. <laughs> Somewhere around. It's there. been quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite a, it's quite a, prog- a process to get that going. Uh, once it's up and going, you know, then, as you said, Rob, you know, you point people to it. And, uh, you know, you wrote the book and you have a, a tutorial slash membership area. Uh, it just furthers that uh, authority for your business.
3: Yes, exactly. Um, and, and it's also there to serve people at all times of the day, every day of the year in a way that's most user friendly, especially for those who can't afford to do anything more than that. And, um, yep. so there's, there's much goodness baked into it.
1: Love it. You're teaching while you're sleeping.
3: Yes, exactly.
1: That's awesome. Rob, uh, tell us a little bit more about the book and, uh, where people can find that and then, uh, your business as well.
3: Okay. So the book debrief to win how America's top guns practice accountable leadership and how you can too. It's available on amazon.com hardcover paperback. Right now we're working on audible and ebook, uh, in the months to come, but the paperback version of this thing will not set you back much. And for what it is that you'll learn from this, uh, it's worth every penny. And then some, uh, the feedback that I get is, is routine. Hey, this doesn't just apply in my work. Uh, I'm doing this in, with my family now. And, you know, it's it's made huge changes for us for the better, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So check out Debrief to win um, because it it's it's so worth it and you're not going to find it anywhere else. What was the other question, Will?
1: Uh, well, first of all, uh, I'm looking forward to the audible version. Uh <laughs> Because, I, you know, I love audible books. You, you can knock books out like crazy. And it sounds really impressive, the amount of books that you read. Yes. You know, when really you didn't read them, you listened to them. So. Right, right. Uh, and then uh, tell us more about uh, VMAX Group and how people can reach out to you.
3: That's right. Sorry. So that part's pretty easy. Uh, VMAX Group, where we teach how high-performing military teams like fighter squadrons do what we do day in and day out safely in a high-reliability uh, setting. Um we uh we do this by way of workshop seminars, uh keynotes, luncheon talks, whatever works best for the client. And you, know, you can find out more about us at Vmax Group LLC, dot com. And specifically on the motivational speaking side, where I talk about what it is that I gained from the whole cancer experience, what I learned about myself in terms of why I was resilient, as well as what I learned about myself when it came to personal accountability that I talk about. And you can find out more about it, robertteschner.com R O B E R T T E S C H N E R.com. And that's one of the more fulfilling things that I do with my time and I love doing it.
1: Awesome. Well, we will uh, put all of those uh, links in the show notes for sure. And uh, the most exciting thing I think today is uh, the fact that Amber is, is going to be calling a recruiter soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and signing up, I'm excited about that. Thanks.
3: Oh, Amber. that's awesome! <laughs> oh, fantastic! Congratulations!
2: Keep on dreaming.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, then, I got gotcha. you. Look, here, here's to that point. Let me just let me just close on this note, if I may. Um, I mean, how amazing what it is that the young men and women. Of our nation's military do day in and day out to keep us safe so that we can have these kinds of conversations on podcasts and do the work that we're doing which is important Um, and you look at the transformation that takes place from somebody that's just coming out of high school and within a matter of months is taking care of massively sophisticated equipment that that does the nation's dirty work and they do it day in and day out the world over safely i mean it just it blows the mind what it is that we're capable of and what, are, what the young folks that are out there working can do. And so I, I leave active duty hugely grateful for the experience of being able to work with those kinds of people. And I continue to be thankful for those people that are serving us so bravely forward so that the entrepreneurs of the world can be working to create the backbone economically that can allow us to, to afford the defense that we've got. So we're both working on this just from different angles. And ever you're helping on your end by making your company successful so that you're contributing um, to the economic might of our country, which I'm grateful for as well.
1: Awesome. Very good. Well, Rob, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate you taking the time out to, uh, to share some of your marketing uh, genius with us.
3: Uh, look, I'm thankful to you for uh, for having me on your show. It's a great one, and uh, there's no genius when it comes to marketing on this end. You're <laughs> you're the folks that people need to turn to on that. So, so uh, so go with Red Canoe because you guys know exactly what's up.
1: Oh, all right, very good. Well, thank you so much uh, for everybody listening. Thank you for for tuning in today. Uh, if you have not subscribed, please do so, and uh, if you haven't left us a review, we'd love to hear. Uh, what you have to say about the podcast, and and we definitely uh, would love to hear any feedback that is that is out there. So thank you everyone for being on. Uh, we will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks.
0: You've been listening to the Sink or Swim Podcast, where business owners share their marketing successes and failures. Please leave us a review on iTunes and get all of our show notes at dot media.com/slash SOS.